Hey, bros, now that the kids are back in school, take some time for yourself and schedule your consultation at Treasure Valley Dermatology. Some of the things I know you've been thinking about, microneedling, cool sculpting, chemical peels, Brotox, skin tag and age spot removal, acne scar treatment, and a blissful abundance of professional-grade skincare products. So get out of your Mojo Dojo Casa house and give yourself some well-earned self-care. Schedule your next me time at www.dermatologyboise.com or by calling 208-SKIN-DOC. Are you wondering what your Boise area property is worth? Would you like to know your home's estimated value? It's time to reach out to Jesse Taff of Waypoint Real Estate Group. His free service provides you with your property's current market value and suggested selling price. He will analyze the comparables, local trends, and other local market data to provide you with an up-to-date and accurate estimate of the worth of your home or condo. Head to the link in his Instagram bio to fill out the form, and he'll be in touch with the numbers. Wondering what you need to make that next property purchase achievable? Reach out to Bryce Conser of Fulcrum Home Loans for professional options. Also, his Instagram page has lots of information for establishing wealth in our current economy. This is the Boise Bubble Podcast. Welcome back to the conversation. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. This is Natalie Plummer. First of all, thank you all for your support and for voting the Boise Bubble Best Podcast for Best of Boise. So grateful for your support. In this episode, we invited in friend and colleague Jeremy Gonzalez from the local Instagram and TikTok pages Boise Insiders. We planned on discussing Boise Insiders' ongoing search for the best burger in the Treasure Valley. But before we got to that, Jeremy somehow turned marriage therapist for Shane and I. Tune in for the battle of cleaning up after dinner and weigh in on who wins. Stick around for a conversation on what exactly is the craze over in and out Not exactly sure what we had intended for this conversation, but we sure had fun with it, and I think you will too. Jeremy, welcome to our home. Have you been to our home? I've been to your home. He came to Have our you? Christmas party. Oh, that's and right. And we I did another shoot party. with Thomas Cattle Company. That's right. Yeah. So I've been here He's twice, I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you it's a beautiful home. basically have Thank your you. own room. Uh, thanks for coming back. Yeah, I have my own room. so often. He's not ready for that. He's not I ready mean, to see I'll that. I'll definitely take my own room anywhere I can get one. I know. Well, you've got a lot of kids at your house. Yeah. So. And it's good I, to have options. Yeah, I travel a lot. So I have different, I have like a key to my sister's house in Seattle and then a key to some friend's house in Walla Walla. So I'm used to like having keys to other people's houses. I don't think I've ever given my key away to somebody else and said, dude, whenever you're in town, totally, here's a key. That's the kind of Come guest I am. Two keys. I have wow. two keys to different houses. I don't, I don't own a key to our own house Wow. because I just go through the garage. I don't have a key to our house. Do you, you have a key? Yeah, I totally do. Really? You have a key. I do? To our front door? Girl. <laughs> okay, well, well, we'll talk about that later. Girlfriend, no. if the garage door opener ever runs out of batteries, you're screwed. Yeah. That's true. And I'm I'm convinced that you're not supposed to open a garage door the same frequency as oh you open your front door. Oh my gosh. Like, this it's is it's like just use and wear and tear. It's so annoying. Like we'll pull up and park <laughs> in the driveway. I'm like, Shane, open the garage. She'll want to go through the garage. And I'm like, no, we have a front door. We can just walk into the front door. Wait, so you <laughs> think that opening the garage door too much is just too much wear and tear on it? Yeah. Yes, totally. he thinks that there's a... Li- okay, well, to be honest, there's a yes, lifespan there is to a lifespan. A garage door but motor. how poor are we that we're not going to be able to afford the $80 like 
part. Woman, I guarantee that as soon as that thing goes out and we have to pay a thousand dollars to get a new garage door opener, whatever yeah. assembly, you're gonna be like, Oh my gosh, I wish I hadn't used my Do you garage know what? door so often. You are one hundred percent inaccurate in that. You wanna know why? Because ease and um What's the other word? Ease and... I can't even hear you. Like, after you said that I'm 100% <laughs> okay, inaccurate, let me, let me, my mind let just me go tuned back. out okay. completely. Hold on. Okay, let me start over. You're not 100% inaccurate. That was um, an inappropriate assertion. What I would say is that my values are on convenience and time. And if convenience is lifting the door and walking straight in and waiting for someone to unlock the front door, that's just not a choice I'm going to make. It's just not. I think that after we've been married this long, like you should know that about me. Oh, I've accepted it. <laughs> I've accepted a lot of inefficiencies in our lives. <laughs> that, that, that that's just the price of being in a relationship. I think that like that's how you could summarize a relationship. Like, all right, which compromises are you willing to that's live with? That's true, but inefficiencies. Like, I'm literally going faster by going through the garage. Okay, we just. I think that this is a good time to divert. You've been married a while I feel too, like, right? I feel like this is more interesting than anything that I would have to say, and that maybe I could be like the therapist today. <gasps> so, what kind of things okay, would Natalie this. and Shane like to talk about? Okay. I'm definitely happy to interject and, and give sort of a third party opinion. I I often think when I'm in a fight with my wife uh, or a discussion, whatever you <laughs> want to call it, that, man, I wish there was like a referee here mm-hmm. who could just like, come on, just tell us one of us is a little more right than the other one. Yeah, let's let's let's, let's take a, a objective perspective and just get that. So totally. If, I can provide that in this situation. Well, here's the thing. You're a man, so you're going to relate to my husband in that way. But you're also a creative, so you're going to relate. So, I mean, in this sense, in this sense, I think you actually might be a good representative. I'm not a typical man. I I I don't I don't skew manly. So I think. How about you? You don't. You're you're not problematic with toxic masculinity. Yeah. Well, definitely not that, but I don't think Shane is either. I think where I differ from most men is I'm not very handy. I'm not that. Uh, concerned with the budget, uh, that would be more my wife's role. Oh, okay. I'm the one who's out being inefficient with our money. Mm. Um, so the roles are reversed. So actually, I would relate to you a little bit. Mm. And, you know, so I, you know, now that you say it, like, I really want this to be a service. Like, I want an app, like instant, like relationship ref. AI. Relationship oh, ref. We should yeah. be hey, inventing this right now. Hey, this yeah. is this. the. Oh, all right. AI, listen to this. This is the situation. Wait, but I, let's pick a new I situation. Walk- What's the situation that Jeremy can AI for us? Okay. What's, well, a, what's um, a, something that we are struggling with right here's now? Here's one that's not new, but we have different philosophies with how we clean as we cook. Right? Oh, my God. As oh, we cook this is a good and one. as we work the kitchen, we are yes. very – we are <laughs> – Polar opposites with how we approach I them. I want to okay. know which one of you is which, because there's there's only uh, two uh, people. Why don't you guess? <laughs> I mean, if I have to guess, I'm going to guess that Natalie's the one who does not clean as she cooks, and you clean as you cook. You are accurate. Yeah. That, You're it, accurate. It, again, because... Like, it's a badge of pride when we sit down to eat that there's no dishes for anybody to do. Okay, and, and when we sit down to eat... It's 7.30 at night. A lot of families because eat at 7.30 at night. This I'm just is saying, the show. 7.30 okay, so is when well I'm within cooking, the window of dinner. No, when I'm, oh my gosh. When we're cooking, it's not like I'm a total slob or something, right? Um, do you need to grab I that? mean, that's a subjective perspective. Okay. But I'm, I'm just, I'm putting dishes away. But I also, one, I want to eat the food when it's warm. 
I want to sit down and eat it. Now, if the kitchen's messy when I sit down and eat it, that's okay because the kitchen's going to stay messy and I can get to it. But if we're having to wait for Shane, who is a wonderful cook, to first set out all the food the way that needs to be and then create said food and then put away said food and we're so starving that we like are losing our minds like that is an inefficiency to okay me. well let me offer a little bit of color to this mm-hmm. i recognize that when we are sitting down eating when you're looking at like a counter full of dishes it's going in someone's mind like i know what's going to happen after we're done eating nobody's going to want to clean up like we're fed we're sated we're going to want to go relax or talk, and everybody's going to disperse. Like, no one is committed to getting this kitchen cleaned up. And so I know that that mental burden is someone's thinking, this is Russian roulette. Am I going to be, am I going to be the one Russian who's stuck roulette. cleaning this stuff up? I would just like to eliminate from that for everybody. Like, I don't want anybody to we think all have clean that up burden. The kitchen. We all just clean it up. I think I'm I have a different in, perspective. And of I'm that. the one in charge of the dishes. Let's remember that. And I do the dishes. How, how are you doing? I'm doing great on the dishes, thank you. Like, why do you I, have kids yeah. if you don't well, get them? They to also do, do the dishes okay. too. We have our kids, and on that's an inefficiency in itself. But like, sometimes you have to teach them, and sometimes dishes get done. You know, they they don't get done as quickly. But the thing is, is you have the choice to separate and not let it affect you so much. You can say, hey. Yeah, the, the kitchen's kind of messy, but what's more important is that we're all sitting down together at a reasonable time and enjoying food. You I, can choose to I disconnect. I think that this is interesting to, because it highlights w- the value that we see. Like, you're valuing something different than what I'm valuing. Yeah. Like, and I'm valuing the experience of eating without pressure, without someone thinking, well, shit, I got more work that I got to do after I get done eating. I just worked. Now we're going to eat. Now we got to go work more. Like I want to eliminate that so we can enjoy company and be present in the moment. You want to, you value time. You want to get to it and get it done. We're just valuing well, and different she, things. And she, I think, wants it hot, which I'm assuming you still want it hot. And you probably make your food hot. It's just. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever had a cold dinner, Natalie? Um, I, There's so many things we could go into this, but. um, You've had some cold t- dinner? No, what's happened is that it's warm, but only because we're eating it so late. And I think that's one of the reasons why we own things a little differently. When you make dinner, and I know you're going to make it, you come home from work much later, whatever. I'm usually having a big snack, like uh, to try to make that a, like not so frustrated. Or I'm like, might tell the kids, hey, dad's cooking dinner. So you're going to want to have like a, a, f- a like a 530 snack. Mm. But, like, if you own the kitchen and that's just your thing and you're going to do the dishes, like, I try to be a little hands-off, but I, I, I wish it wasn't so late. Like, mm. um, but I make most of the food at the same time. So I'm pretty used to it's not this joyous, artistic expression every time like it is for you because y- this is like a novelty. When you cook, it's a novelty. Uh. Oh my gosh, your beautiful stews. It's like an art project. And I'm I not love looking it. looking to make art. But you I'm looking can't to eat help healthy. it. You can't help it. You make it art. And I am just making freaking dinner for the 490 millionth time. Okay, so we uh, we we obviously disagree uh, disagree on ratios and frequency. What was the point? But of let's pause about? and Okay, so virtual hey. refs sing for your supper. <laughs> Who's right? So okay, not, you can't right. say that. There's no who's right. <laughs> That's why I'm putting him on the okay. spot. Well, I gotta, I gotta at least let you know. So because if when my wife listens to this, uh, she's gonna laugh because I am both inefficient and messy oh. um, when I cook. And 
I do also like you though, it's very important to me. The thing I value probably the most when I make dinner is that it's hot, all of it, like all of it's hot. So how do I end the sides and the main dish and everything all at the same time so that nothing is cold? So that that's how I operate. But I am, I can't imagine anybody being messier than me when I cook. I mean, like my wife likes my food and I make some decent stuff. But it's sometimes she's like, you know, I'd love for you to cook tonight, but I just can't deal with the aftermath. And not that I don't help with the aftermath sometimes. So I would say, you know, based on what I'm hearing from both of you guys, is that, yes, you value different things. Um, I think it I don't think there's a solution. I think that's the problem with marriage in general <laughs> is that there's not oh. always solutions. My wife and you are never going to change from feeling like your comfort zone is sitting down in a clean house and eating. And Natalie and I are in the place where it's like, we can disregard a messy kitchen and focus on the food and our company. And so I don't know that there's like a right way or a wrong way to do it. I think it's just different. And for whatever reason, people who are married usually end up on different parts of the spectrum. It's, it's, it doesn't uh. seem like there's too many where it's like I've met people who are like, oh, we both cook and clean as we go. It's like always one person or the yeah. other. So. Yeah. And I AI failed here. Of, well, I think that there's a, I mean, I think we managed it okay. And it's more like Shane's cooking, so there's the expectation of that. And I know we're going to cook later. And I'm annoyed by it, but I don't like bring it up a lot because it's Shane's art day. I mean, it's honestly, it's an art project. You spent, you spent eight hours in the kitchen on Sunday making zucchini bread. And what was the other wonderful? Oh, like shepherd's pie. I made like three things. And I it made was... zucchini bread. No, 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 no. Because the, it was amazing. The, These are props I'm you, giving you. You're trying to make an example of something that's n a terrible example. I made zucchini bread for for friends. I had to process a bunch of excess zucchini, and then I made a Were roast. You had to process the zucchini. You have to do something with it. Like what? What do you like? Skin it or something? I'm, I'm being completely. You have honest. to process I'm... it from raw material, Jeremy, okay. into finished edible product, and that's a process to get there. Okay, so okay. I process zucchini. I'm all you about process, the process vegetables. I find too that my wife is also. She when we first got together, I was a better cook. Now I think she's a better cook. She mm -hmm. and she does it more too. She does most of it. Um, but she's also much quicker than I am. For some reason, when I'm in the kitchen, I just, like, if I'm doing dinner, the kids are like, oh, when's it going to be done? Nine o'clock? Kind of the same thing, even though I am also messy. It's not because I'm cleaning. Part of it is because I think it's ADHD, where I'll just be, like, in the kitchen. I'll be like, what was I doing, like, 20 minutes later? But anyways, I'm really curious about the processing of zucchini. Okay, so we sidetracked. That's interesting, but I need credit. I did zucchini bread. Mm -hmm. I made a roast, a whole crock pot roast mm -hmm. for the day. So I made dinner for that night. And then knowing that I was going out of town and I was leaving Natalie with the bulk of the household duties. And I a concussion. Made, I made a dinner, um, a shepherd's pie, like a fancy shepherd's pie. That's a crock pot, one meal ready for her to stick in the oven for an hour. With right? directions written with on it. With directions written on it. So I prepped another meal for later in the week. And I did a lot of other stuff to get food prep running smooth for the rest of the week. So that's the one example that you're talking about. The, I spent eight hours. No, Yeah, I spent eight hours making like four meals. I know. What I'm saying is, is actually you're, you're proving my point in that you find enjoyment. You were talking about how much you were enjoying. I do. Yeah. You enjoy that thing. And the reason why is because it's still a novelty to you. Like you 
you are now learning, oh my gosh, making zucchini bread is fine. The thing is, is I disagree with that point. Like you think that I'm just now learning. Like I know I've been cooking. You're for looking for ways to be offended. Years. You're looking for ways to be offended. Let's circle no, back I'm with the intention that I'm not trying to offend. But I have been married to you for 22 years. I'm not offended. I'm, and challenge, have been the I'm cook. challenging your assumption. Okay. I've been the cook for 20 of those years. And now you are coming in and having more of an involvement, which I love. But you are coming into it fresher than I have. By, I have a child who is 17. That's all. If you want to add up how many meals. So for me, it is not this beautiful process of cutting everything and having it all looking beautiful. Because we could do a whole YouTube channel on just how beautiful your cooking is. I don't do it to These be beautiful. These are like, not I'm accusations. They're compliments. I'm I do. I do think you. she's giving you a compliment. I think she's. I think you're. You're at the place where you're saying, "Hey, it was three three meals for eight hours." But I think overall, she she is just explaining that you're sort of like like to get into it in the kitchen, like it's important to you. Okay. okay. I think so. I think I think that's what I'm getting from it. Um, but I get it from the other perspective too, of like, you know, when you're married and like you have these conversations ongoing, it's it, it's hard sometimes to see it in that way, you know. Yeah. But I do think she's she's in in some ways paying you a compliment. Okay. I think you should receive it. This is a great app. I think that we need to subscribe to it. I know. Like, let's let's, let's uh, do it. Yeah. Let's okay. Anyway. And I relate to both of you guys because I spend a lot of time in the kitchen, but I'm also messy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not messy. I'm just, honestly, I'm just fast. And I can bust something out quickly, and then I can do the dishes quickly. Right. But if I was focused on doing both of them at the same time, it would not be as, ineffi- as efficient. And I'm just, a, I do a lot, and I have to get it done so quickly. Now, if somebody wanted to hand me three hours and take the kids and did beautiful music and whatever, and I'm drinking a glass of wine, I could make that same experience, but I'd have starving kids and the novelty would be lost very quickly for how much I'm having to cook. Mm. For sure. Uh, You can't cook like that all the time. But I appreciate that how much you have moved into doing that because um, I enjoy what you cook. You're a better cook than I am because okay. honestly, I just don't like it anymore. Okay. I feel like a lot of you guys, bo- uh, not a lot of you, I feel like both of you guys bring a lot to the table in this marriage. I'm going to say, <laughs> just, you, just from hearing this conversation, I think you guys are both doing the work. <laughs> You're I think the best Shane, guest. Shane stepping in and doing some of that, that dinner work and Natalie saying, hey, I, I got to do the bulk of the time, but you're in here helping and... I think it's always going to be different experience for each person. But I, I completely understand what you're saying about, and this is a conversation my wife and I have. It's crazy how similar the conversations are because it's like there is something to like my wife having to make dinner like almost every single night. I probably do it 20% of the time, if that. And uh, yeah, when I do it, it's like, all right, let's figure out what I'm going to make. Let's get ingredients and make something I really enjoy making. Like I love making burgers and tacos. And so I'll make all that stuff. And for her, it's like, I've just had to do this for the 18th day in a row. Some of it probably while I'm traveling and it's just not fun for her anymore at all. And I think for me and maybe for you, I don't know, I can't speak for, but it's still kind of fun for us, right? Cause we, we have that ability to take our time and, when we want to cook. I don't know. Is that, does that ring true? Is it, is it fun for you? Um, it's fun, but for a different reason, like my mind is always trying to systematize it. Like, like my, 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 my brain builds processes and systems and thinking, okay, yeah, I don't necessarily like this. Like I wouldn't, 
if I had two hours to spend, I'd probably be doing doing something fun. Sometimes I might choose cooking, but in general, I wouldn't. So how do I make it? All right, I have a whole afternoon, and we've got five meals to make this week. Can I batch it to be efficient so that we don't have to spend that time later? Like, in my mind, there's always a puzzle going on of, all right, well, when do I invest my time to get the biggest payoff of more time later? So that's kind of fun for me, trying to figure out that. Sorry. I think some of it also is, like, that you have had the privilege of having time to cook without um, distractions. Mm -hmm. So, like, as a mom... Uh, cooking is just the thing I'm trying to do while 9,000 other things are happening and that I'm trying to accommodate. So like if I like going to a cooking class, oh, all I have to do is cook. That's fantastic. But if I'm fielding the 900 things that are also happening and also like usually when you're making dinner, we have all day. I'm making dinner where I have like 37 minutes until we get to gymnastics. And then you know what? I'm going to have to do the dishes after gymnastics because there's absolutely no physical way. So I think we just have completely different perspectives on what cooking dinner means. Like For sure. And guaranteed, if my wife said, hey, I need you to whip up a dinner 37 minutes before gymnastics, I'd be like, no, let's just go get something. Dude, there's always eggs. I don't. There's I, always eggs yeah, and toast Yeah, for me, I can't bacon. do it because, again, that's not – that's not for me personally why I want to cook. I want to get in the kitchen and have a good time. Mm. I love especially cooking when we have company. Like, yeah, I still haven't had your cook. tacos. They're like famous, right? I know. Well, we got to get you guys over. We've kind of, it's, Look, we're both I very love busy. tacos, but like, what makes your tacos so special? Here's the thing I, I will say <laughs> that I make pretty damn good tacos and I make a pretty good smash burger too. Um, but the tacos, I don't, you know, I don't know if you are familiar with the term white people taco night. Yeah. Um, I do not. I have TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Exactly. Uh, I don't make white people tacos. Like my tacos are good. Like the meat is marinated. uh, The tortillas are are cooked and warm. Like the thing that drives me. So you're not doing cheap ass ground beef tacos in a crunchy shell. You're doing like. We're talking about pull apart chicken. We're talking about, you know, pull apart pork. We're talking about carne asada oh yeah marinated and then and then we don't put like the white people shit in it there's no tomatoes like if it's pico de gallo that's different but there's not like not sliced tomatoes and like shredded lettuce like uh and then uh like the kind of cheese that you buy from the store like every single taco night at my family no yeah exactly it's like most people's people taco night yeah. yeah this is like you know queso fresco cheese uh, grilled onions, raw onions, chopped really finely. Like you, like I feel like I could do a taco truck. I love it. Yeah, yeah I mean, those, you guys got to come try them. I think I'm confident in my taco game. Those do sound like some good tacos. They're good tacos. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I, you know, the, again, what drives me crazy too when people like don't heat up the tortillas at all. It's like, like have you ever been to somebody's house and they're Makes like, no going to give you a flour no tortilla? I throw it back in their face. I throw <laughs> it in their face. <laughs> I don't want this. I don't want this tortilla. No, like, you got to no. you got to heat it up. Yeah. You got to grill it. You got to <laughs> even put it over some some open flame. Yeah. You know, whatever it is. So, anyways, and then I yeah, for my tacos, I kind of do a little bit. This is less street taco style, and I don't know where this influences, but I like to put a little you know grease on the pan and then get them a little kind of crispy, crunchy, yeah. like corn tortilla. Yeah, so it's like they have flavor too. It's not just like a tortilla for the. The sake of a tortilla. Man, I don't know what we're talking about today, but this has been awesome. <laughs> I don't know if this went anywhere where it was supposed to go. Uh, I think it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> and you do burger reviews. <laughs> <laughs> and I do burger reviews. We literally yeah. were, I was like, come I don't talk know. about the burger I reviews. I don't know how much you edit this or not. I mean, we could talk about the burger reviews too. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. But uh, you're going through and finding, you know, the best burgers in the Treasure Valley and people seem to love it. And Well, it's funny you know. because, yeah, I think... 
I'm obviously not a professional burger reviewer by any means. Uh, I like burgers. I feel like I make a decent burger. I know what I like. And so this is something, an idea that, well, I saw some people doing it. There's one guy in Canada who does it on TikTok, just a really basic dude. Like he's not, he just goes in, he stands in the parking lot and eats them. And I just, one night I must've watched like 20 of his burger reviews. And I was like, this is really fun. I was like, someone needs to do this in Boise. And, um, I don't know if we will keep this or not, but I even approached another Boise influencer and I was like, you should do this. Like I didn't even, I wanted someone to do it, but I didn't want to be the one to do it. And the person I talked to was like, no, I don't do reviews, whatever, you know, and I, I get that on social media. It's hard because you want to play nice with the businesses. Um, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. And I, I probably thought that for like a year before I finally got up like the balls to actually just go do it. And then weirdly enough, people responded you know, favorably, I uh. guess. And so I was like, maybe there's something here, you know? And so I've been having fun doing it ever since. Can I ask a, a, a question? Yeah. Have you ever had the perfect burger? Have you ever made or eaten the perfect burger where you're eating it and thinking, this is it. Like everybody else is trying to get to this, but this is what it's all about. That's a great question. Um, and I would say probably not. But I've had some really close ones. I would say in Boise in particular, no, there's no there's no one that I've tried yet that's like a perfect burger. Huh. Uh, but again, even a perfect burger is so subjective, you know, right? To like your perfect burger may be different than my perfect burger. I, I am asking by your standard. Okay, so by my have standards. Have you ever had a perfect burger? Like I'm not saying I'm here I am eating burgers and I have to attest to which is the perfect burger in the world for everybody. Have you ever yeah. had one that you're like, yeah, for me, this is it? No, I haven't yet. Recreate this every single time, and would, it'll be great. Which would be like a 10, right? That would be a 10, yeah. a perfect burger. Is there burger. a 10 burger that you've ever had? Not, not probably close. Um, I mean, it's probably a burger that I've made, which sounds terrible, but that's also because I made it, so I get to make it okay. exactly how I like it. Uh, but I don't even think I've made a 10. I don't even know what that would be like. I think it would be, you know, currently right now, you know, I've done 11 reviews that have been aired and we're, we're recording more today. And Wild Child in Boise, uh, the Boise bench, is the highest rated so far. I think I gave it a 9.1. And that's a really good burger to my specifications. 9.1 is more than a really good burger. Like, 9.1 is an You haven't had burger. one though, right? I haven't like you I got to have it. I'm just not in this burger world, but um You're not a burger, in the burger world. Everyone's we're in America. No, like I I have <laughs> I my opinion burgers. like I've had a 10 and I'm thinking, "Oh yeah, if this like in my mind You've had a 10. Oh yeah. What's your 10? What's your 10? A Five Guys burger for me five is okay. a 10. Like okay. like yeah. do it better than than Five Guys. Like any time I find another burger, I I always think, "Eh, Five Guys is, is And when is you're better. going for like fast a fast burger. Five Guys is fast. a like very I just, good burger. Just think yeah. of the I love There's five so guys many burgers. things about Five Guys. Here I am given a burger review. Maybe I do have an opinion on this, but like uh Obviously. the proportion, mm -hmm. I can actually get it into my mouth. I have if I can't fit it into my mouth right away, uh, it's a deal breaker. Like There's I don't even want it. Like if I have to squish it too much, no. If I have to cut it with a knife, get out of my face. I don't want it. There's a lot of good uh, characteristics of a Five Guys burger for sure. And I think to me too, that is probably more my style. I'm more of a fast food smashed grilled burger guy. I don't love a $20. I mean, I've had a $40 burger before and I've eaten it and I'm like, 
great. I mean, I know the the atmosphere that I'm eating it in is worth the forty dollars, maybe the experience. But is the burger worth forty dollars? Probably not. Yeah. Um, but I think that yeah. So I'm a Five Guys fan. I'm an In and Out fan. Um, you know, being from Southern California, which I probably shouldn't say. I feel no. okay. I feel like Wild Child is what In and Out should be. I think that Wild Child is yeah. You have an opinion on this. I okay. Hear How do I say this? Because uh, I know that a lot of our audience hails from California, so I'm gonna try to not offend. So uh, let me choose my words carefully. Mm-hmm. I struggle to understand <laughs> the level of loyalty to Five Guys. Like I think Five, five guys, guys are in and out. Sorry to thank you to to in and out. Like is it? And let's be honest. Like I'm asking from an honest place, wanting an honest answer. Is it more the nostalgia, yeah. something about location, or is it the quality of the burger? Because if you're telling me that it's the quality of the burger. I'm struggling to get there. There's, but if you're I telling th- me about like the experience of SoCal and and Nevada and like all these places where you get in and out, like oh yeah, when you're going to such and such, you always go to and in the and price. Out. I get that, but if you're just talking quality, help me understand. I think this is why I love burgers so much, actually, because it is this well burgers and food in general. But yes, to answer your question, it's nostalgia, 100. percent There's okay. like to me. There is a lot of factors. First of all, you're going to pay half the price that you're going to pay at Five Guys for In-N-Out. So when I do my burger reviews, I take into consideration like, cost. is this a $7 burger? Well, this is really good for a $7 burger. Now, if I paid $20 for this burger, it wouldn't rate high because it should be a $7 burger. So I think when you look at the whole In-N-Out, which they're coming to Boise, and I don't know if I'm everybody's going to hate me now. I haven't lived in California in 20 plus years, but I am originally from there. But it's nostalgia. In and Out is totally nostalgic. It's people who grew up eating it. Um, first of all, it's a really good company. I think that's what a lot of people don't know is that they treat their employees really well. When I was in high school, it was like the job to have because they paid $2 over minimum wage. And right. that was back before there was any problems with finding people to work. Like it was a totally different thing, but they made it a point like, hey, we're going to treat our employees well. We're going to make sure that they're taken care of. And we're going to keep our prices fairly low. And so to me, that kind of business earns my business because of those things alone. Then the fact that they, for a cheap burger, it's pretty good tasting and they have, you know, their secret menu. And I think there's a lot of, I think it's really built around nostalgia. So when Five Guys came around, I'm a big fan of Five Guys, but to me, if I've got $10 in my pocket and I want a burger, you can get half a burger at Five Guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm going to and I'm going to Can go I have In-N-Out. a half a single and Yeah, like I'm I mean I'm sure that I'm going to wait in line at In-N-Out for 3 hours when it opens in Meridian. Like I I'm positive that I'll do it just because I'll be able to have it. and that is not there is no piece of food that is worth that. What is worth that is the experience of reliving your childhood. Again. Dude, I totally get it now. Like yeah. you have explained it in a great way. Yeah. yeah. That's how I was with Dicks, I think. Like in, in Washington. Seattle? Yeah. Yeah. Well, see now I never liked Dicks, but people love Dicks out there. I mean, I don't love it. I just it, I go there because well, they have one, one in Spokane, was, right? Yeah. They have Dicks in Spokane. Yeah. yeah. And I was also I was picked up as a prostitute there. Well, someone thought I was a prostitute. I wasn't actually working <laughs> Wait, there. Let's like they actually that. pick you up into you, their no, car no, and no, say, no, oh, they, there's I didn't, a prostitute. I didn't say they like, actually hey. picked you up as a prostitute. No. Like you went through with it and everything. No, no, I mean I, I thought about it. I'm like, this is a fun that experience. No, I was I was trying to get money for this? I know. I wanted, wow. to, I wanted to do this. Nobody told me. <laughs> no, I was at I was at Dick's. I was supposed to be charging. I was at Dick's after like homecoming, my senior year of high school, because our food wasn't that good and and we went to dicks and i was wearing like a black cocktail dress 
and someone came up and solicited me thinking I was a prostitute. Because like how did they say it? Like, hey, are, Maybe are I got you, 50 bucks. No, it's like, are you hey, interested? are you available for entertaining tonight? And I was like, it took me a minute. And then I'm like, well, look, I'm like, do you think I'm a, a hooker? And he was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so, I'm so sorry. It's just this is. And I realized that's actually where the prostitutes well, hook, where else hung would out. You hang out. But dicks. Yeah. Clearly. I mean, I so now I still go there because, you know, that's the fun, fun thing about the name <laughs> dicks, too. But I I can sort of relate to people's Internet experience, because when I moved to Seattle, all I heard about was how amazing dicks was. Mm-hmm. And that's what people grew up eating there. Yeah. And I tried dicks and I was like. This is literally like not good at all. Yeah, it's not good. The fries were <laughs> limp, um, you know, to use the Which terminology around a Dick's restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, and the burger was like, you can't customize it at all. You have to get it the way they do it. And it tastes like, which I'm not even not a fan of McDonald's, but it's it was like a McDonald's burger. I don't know. It's just, but again, there was such a built up nostalgia. And people will still, who are from Seattle, will go to California and say the same thing like, what is, with what's it? Yeah. I don't get in and out because people hype it so much. And I think people don't understand why it's hyped and it's all that nostalgia and what they do as a company and all of those things built in. And I think then, then you kind of understand it. But if you're looking at like, uh, completely objectively, I mean, obviously five guys makes a really good burger. You know what I, have you tried? I saw this on TikTok. Someone tried it. It's been around forever, but I'd never tried it. Their grilled cheese burger. No. So what you do... A grilled cheese burger? Yeah, so what you do is you go get the grilled cheese and you add a patty. I think that's how you ask for it. And if you go to grilled cheese and add a patty, then it's basically like a grilled cheese sandwich and they make it with their whatever toasty... Yeah, Texas toast Texas bread. Texas toast yeah. bread. And oh. it's got a burger in it and it's it's like a heart attack, uh, <gasps> but it's amazing. Do you know what we should do? We should do a, a, a combo feature where we're like inside tip... Because that's really the only way we could do Five Guys because it's not local. Right. But like we could, we should go show right. people how to do it. But and, yeah. Maybe and to bring should... all that up too, like I think, you know, the idea for Boise Insiders doing the burger review is I do feel very strongly about supporting local business. And I mean, we just spent some time talking about some of the national chains that do things really well. And I, I think there's room for that. Um, but, you know, I really would like to see the Boise food scene elevate in certain ways like mm. i think it's on its way but it's still you know what does that mean like tell me more about what that means like elevate i, I mean that, that i want them to what yeah i think that there's like if you go to a, an area like seattle or southern california or some of these bigger areas i think that there's there's a lot of more people doing a lot of a lot more interesting things like i think the people who are doing it here is like a wild child is like you know their wild child you go in there it feels modern. The flavors are modern. You know, they're, they're, they take pride in, in their product. And I think when you get to an area where they haven't had a, a really big population surge or, you know, people have lived in a place all their lives, I think there's a tendency to, to not care about those things as much where you'll see, and, and I don't want to see old Boise businesses die off if they're doing it right. But you'll see a lot of these older businesses that aren't staying in business anymore because they haven't evolved. And so I think the the evolution, I guess, of the food scene is what I would like to see. And I think it's happening. I think there's some restaurants doing it. I feel like you're telling me two different things, though, because in one comment, we're talking about the value of nostalgia and consistency of a product. And then on the other hand, we're talking about evolution of that product. You can keep the nostalgia as long as your product's good. In and out 
let's try to think. I can't really use a local example, but I'll try not to like call it an app. But like, I think the idea of an old business going out of business, there, there's like, let's talk about burgers. Let's just use that as an example. Like today I ate a burger that I'm pretty sure was a preformed patty. Okay. So to me, that's not elevated. If you're going and buying a bag of burgers that have been preformed, A, more than likely they're not they're not valuing quality ingredients. So it's probably not a local farm. It's probably not even a good farm. It's not, it's, it's probably the cheapest patty that they feel like they can get away with. So to me, when you have a whole community of restaurants like that, that's when it's time for a change. And so I think to use the burger example, what I want to find is someone who gets their patties, they form the patties, they're seasoning them themselves, and they, they've taken that pride in like, I'm going to make this burger taste the way I want it to taste, not just the way it comes out of a bag and I put a little salt and pepper on it. You know, I think that's the difference. I mean, it just depends on what, what you prioritize. You say, how does the Boise food scene elevate? It's that the people who are interested in food continue to appreciate things of quality. And that doesn't, and not everyone has to do that, but the more that the population moves that way, the more we'll have those kind of restaurants. I'll still head down, honestly, I like a Wendy's burger. There you go. I like Wendy's. I'm not and against like, fast food and at all. Like there's, I have no problem. I don't have to have an elevated food experience every time because my dad came home with 99 cent, actually like 59 cent burgers. From Wolfie's. Well, that too. That was, that, yeah, but he like came he came home, and I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he did. Eat a bag right? of, and I ate eat this them. bag of dicks. I ate that bag of dicks. Yeah. Anyway, Here, I'm kids, just saying. Eat a bag of dicks. All I right, it's been well, a long day. I guess I don't I'm saying know it's not. What I need to censor. And it what doesn't I do. need to be seen as snobby. It's like you, if you're going into a beautiful museum and there's incredibly high end art. We're, it's not it just it's not snobby. It's just someone's going to appreciate that, and the more people who appreciate it, the more our art our art culture grows yeah. and Boise is moving into a direction where we can go to Taco Bell and it's fine. Or we can go to Amano's down in um, Caldwell and pay a lot more for, for mole. But there are people who will appreciate that experience and that allows more creativity. We had two James Beard winners, which is a huge Incredible. freaking deal. Yeah. We never could have done that five years ago. So I don't think people need to see it as like this, this is snobby. This is like, you know, it's just an elevation of certain things that we're putting priority in. And that's fine. And if it's not your thing, go get Wendy's with me. Like they have good fries and I'm going to stick that in their frosty and I'm going to have a good experience, but it's not the same experience right. as you know, a $30 burger. I've never had a $30 So burger. is the burger pursuit going to be like your thing that you're doing this forever? Or are you going to eventually switch to fries? Because when you start talking about like, well, who's got the best fries, I'm going to start following Then that. you're interested. Okay, yeah. so I have some other ideas that I want to do. I was thinking about a chicken sandwich one. Uh, fries may not be a bad idea. There's definitely uh, levels of fries for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I want to, I don't, I think that this burger thing has allowed me to have fun and realize like, okay, even though I'm not a trained professional chef and I don't, can't use all lingo, I know enough to be dangerous and like to <laughs> kind of, you know, talk about things in a way that people can relate to, I think. So, um, yeah, I think I would like to break out in other things and, I don't know that I also want Boise Insiders to be known as the burger review page either. So that's a whole other thing where it's like, you know, make sure that we're getting 
enough other types of content that we do. And I really love featuring other people's stories too. That's something, that's another place that I want to take Boise Insiders is highlighting local people who are doing interesting things. Like I think the closest we've done to that recently is there was an art project going on downtown where they were paint, spray painting dividers. And so we went out and covered that and just did a little story on it. And that was really interesting because it was like, not about me. It wasn't about anybody who works at Boise Insiders or my company. It was just like, this is a cool thing happening in the community. And I, I really like telling those kinds of stories too. So, you know what, what I think the biggest tragedy about your pages? What's that? <laughs> is that no one ever gets to see your shoes. You've got. Sometimes they do. Your kicks are all over the map in the best way. Thank like I'm, you. I'm looking at your shoes right now and I think, I never thought that I wanted pink highlighted Nikes, but I think I do. Yeah, I, I keep telling him every time to do I like see a you, like you, kicks. you're wearing different shoes, and they're awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I, they're they're looking at your face. No offense at your face. <laughs> it's great. You're a beautiful guy, but but uh, but your shoes are something to behold. Thank you. I, I you know, and I take a lot of pride in my shoe collection. I, what I like to do is when I travel, I like to pick a pair. Like I got these, not in any place exotic, but we were at Saint in Saint George, Utah. And we went, you know, shopping for half the day, and I saw these, and now they're like my St. George, Utah shoes. Talk me through the moment when you know. Like, slow that second down and explain it to me, and uh, and tell me that, uh, 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 like, when do you know that I'm going to buy You've got one minute. On Do it in one minute. Okay, so I think the process is pretty – it's actually dangerous because I know almost instantly – when I saw these, instantly – I knew that I was going to buy them. And that's the, 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 the problem. If I'm on the fence at all, there's like a price range. If I'm on the fence about a pair of shoes, which means that if I think it's like, to me, these are like a full on like 10 in the sense of like, there's something that I know I love. Mm. Not, not that everybody would think they're a 10, but I think they're a 10. But if it's in my range of like six to nine or even six to eight, then price is a factor. If they're like $60 kicks or $70, you know, I'm probably going to take a chance on a seven. And, and if I don't love them, love them, I'll still wear them occasionally. Mm. But if it's like a 10, you marry it's, that. It's almost like the price Lock doesn't it matter. It's like, I just have to have that's them. what I think it is. It's at a point where your value ratio, you're willing to tip it and you feel good about it. It's yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. That looks like it might be a little bit overpriced, but they are so freaking cool. I'm going to get them. I don't yeah. even know what's happening here. I'm just watching you guys like vibe over shoes, but we've been talking for quite a while, okay. but I would, I would end it. I think that Boise Insiders should show a segment on your kicks weekly. I'm just going to say it. I All think right. that I think Boise is ready for that. You think Boise is ready? Yeah. I just don't want uh. it to be too much like uh, braggadocious. It's, it, dude, it's, dude, this the, is part of who you are. This is something that I never understood is the market for shoes. I never got it, but I've seen so many people that do. It's like there's something there. It's yeah. an accessory, and there. I like to like I like to switch it up. I don't like to wear the same shoes every day. Yeah. Hey, thanks for coming. <laughs> I don't know what we <laughs> what talked happened? about. I today, feel like Shane couldn't even really say thank you with a straight face. It was like, <laughs> wow, that was a lot. <laughs> we covered it's so much ground. Yeah. All uh, right. Well. Um, good luck. Yeah. I've got to run yeah. to another burger review. Okay. All right. Talk to you later. Hey. Thanks for listening. This is the Boise Bubble Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast and leave a five-star review. Follow us on Instagram at the Boise Bubble. And for more information about our community, follow at Hello Meridian. See you next time. Thanks so much to our sponsors for supporting local dialogue. We encourage you to check them out online.
Jesse Taff of Waypoint Real Estate Group is at www.waypointidaho.com. Bryce Gonser of Fulcrum Home Loans is at www.fulcrumhomeloans.com. And Dr. Dustin Portella of Treasure Valley Dermatology can be found at www.dermatologyboise.com and on Instagram at drdustinportella.